0: Hello, everyone, and welcome on in to another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all your picks, parlays, plays, and analysis around the beautiful game. We're talking betting. It's Tom Viola. It's Taylor Wilson. We're powered by the Book It Sports Network. Download the app today. And joining us once again, welcome on back in friend of the show from over at the Vegas Stats and Information Network, our buddy Nick Henyon. Nick, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic.
1: I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, brought me back after some terrible takes the last time I was
0: on this uh, this exact podcast. Hey, we have to bring someone in whose takes are worse than ours because we have been exactly. ice cold as of late.
2: Yeah, our, record, our records uh, speak for themselves. Uh, g- glad to be back with you guys. And uh, I can play the role of just obnoxious Chelsea fan uh, times 10 here on the show today, uh, which is going to have an Arsenal fan
0: on because uh, Chelsea's the best team on earth. Let's go. I, I, I see your Chelsea, my friend, and I raise you Everton, and that brings <laughs> us to a massive showdown this Monday. I'd argue the biggest game on the slate this week because, yes, we have the Manchester Derby, <laughs> and, yes, that's always going to grab the headlines, but we already know United's not finishing in first. This United could finish in second. They could fall out of the top four potentially. I don't think they will, but this Manchester Derby really isn't going to have a massive influence on the table. The biggest battle is going to be Chelsea versus Everton in that fight for that top four spot. Both teams really right on the cusp of it. And whoever wins this game is going to be in that position because Everton has a game in hand right now in the table, but that's all meaningless if they lose this one and go down six points. Chelsea minus 182 at home. Everton plus 525 is the road dog and the draw plus 310. Gentlemen, what are we thinking here? This is going to be a fun one, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to bet it. I think there's already too much juice in this game for me. I know I'm going to be watching. Maybe I sprinkle a little bit on Everton that is solely a homer. This is my team and I want to back them play. It is not backed by any sort of analysis. What what are you thinking from a more analytical sense? Let's go to Nick first because he doesn't have a horse in this race.
1: I have – exactly. I was going to say you might want to give it a um, a little bit to the uh, Arsenal fan who will – I should say – I should preface this by saying you will not find any Arsenal love from this side of the Zoom chat, this, uh, <laughs> this uh, podcast recording, because I, I don't get Arsenal. It's just – it's weird. But we're talking about Chelsea Everton. I mean – how can you not play an under on this game? We, we like we were, we've been talking about for a really long time, how the big six meetings have just been really disappointing in terms of totals. And I'm, I'm staring at a minus 124 um, under two and a half goals here. I mean, could it go to like four or five? Sure. But I don't really think that's going to be likely, especially with two tight teams who know how big this game is. So I would sort of lean to under two and a half, man. Chelsea, I think the price is a little too big for Chelsea as a road favorite. Like, minus 180 on the money line is a little too big for me personally. So, I, I if you made me play something on the side, I'd probably look at Everton plus a half a goal at home. At home. But, again, I, we're going to say this probably 20 times this pod. Wait until lineups come out. Because if James Rodriguez is playing and Yerry Mina is playing, and Everton looks a little more like the Everton that had success early in the season, I think it would be worth the play. But, um, and and same for Chelsea, like you don't know what they're going to put out any given match. Tuchel has been very unpredictable in terms of who's going to go out any one match. So I think wait till lineups come out. And if you can get a lower money line price on Chelsea and that's your side, go for it. But I'd be looking at Everton plus a half
0: goal here. I'm just going to point out, you said that they need to look like the Everton from the beginning of the season. This team's rattled off three wins in their last three games, and it's while they've been bang, banged up. This team is finding that will to win. I think this is the Carlo Ancelotti effect. He is finally got that team in the right direction. And last week, to me, that West Brom game, and more importantly, the Southampton game. Those were the games that we needed to win to stay in the conversation. Those are the games that Everton typically drops, where that that's what always separates them from being a top four side. They need to win those lower th- those games against the lower t- table teams. That you just have to pick up those points, and they finally started doing that, even while banged up, even while tired.
1: I was just I'm looking at some prices right now, and man, these are from DraftKings Sportsbook, obviously, but. Um... A plus 390 on Everton pick, so a win caches, a draw pushes. That's not terrible. And then if you go down to Everton, just plus a half goal, so win win caches, draw cashes, plus 155 on that. I, I like I get that Chelsea's unbeaten and play, and maybe I'm discounting that too much since Tuckle arrived, but I think Everton knows the, the weight of this game, and you know. I, w- I would be taking a look at it. It feels it feels like a a one one draw here.
2: Man, I, I, I thought would I would be original with one my one with my reverse jinx on some Everton moves here, but it sounds like this is going to be a disaster for all of us if we all love Everton. I also am very intrigued by Everton in this spot. Chelsea. <clears throat> first of all, let's just talk about that under Nick. I, I think that's one of the plays of the week. I. Very kind of you uh, to, to talk about Everton as a big six team. That was very nice. Um, I will say, though, Thomas Tuchel, 10 games I mean, games they're in the now.
1: top four this year. They're, a big, they're more of a big six team than Arsenal and is Arsenal, or Tottenham is. Uh,
2: 10 Thomas Tuchel games, all competitions, two goals conceded. So I think you need to be considering Chelsea unders every time they're playing, no matter who they're playing against at this point. Um, so I love that. I love something on the under two and a half. I was looking at like Everton plus five, 25 and Everton plus one. I think what you mentioned on the kind of giving yourself a little bit more flexibility on a, on a win or a draw is probably where to look um, plus half maybe is where I would extend that to instead of the plus one. I'm looking for an Everton move though. You know, Chelsea in the midst of a lot of tough games, they go out and beat out LetiCo. They get a solid enough draw against United and then they beat Liverpool Um, I think this is a very textbook trap game for Chelsea. So I'm looking at Everton as well.
0: You fools. This is what (laughs) Everton wants. I have seen this too many times. We have just started believing, and this is when they let us down hard. I cannot back Everton in any way here. Like I said, if I do, it's solely because I want to back my team and it has nothing to do with the analytics. It's solely a fanboy play. I wouldn't post it. I would that would not. I would not even count that against my record because that's not even trying to sports bet. That is solely gambling, and you're just throwing, you're just rolling the dice at that point. Don't bet this team. Don't do it this weekend. That w- it is a mistake. It is what they want you to do. That's why the line is so juicy. There is a reason you <laughs> should not believe in this team. Don't do it. My hopes have been elevated too many times. I know what's going to happen. I'm still excited for this game. I'm still going to be nervous. But when Chelsea scores that first goal and the route goes on, I will know what happened. I will will know where we are and I will be okay with that because it is what's going to happen. I'm staying away from this. From a gambling analysis perspective, stay away from this game because this could easily finish, I hope, in a 1-1 or a 0-0 draw. I don't think it will. And my worry is that when Chelsea gets one, two more are going to follow and it's going to cash that over at
2: 3-0. Chelsea hasn't been doing that, though. That's the thing. Like, I, I say this as someone who's been very frustrated in these games. <clears throat> Liverpool game is a great example of that. Not a team that goes out and extends very many leads. Now, part of that is just they literally don't have a center forward who can play. I mean, you know, Giroux steps up in the big moments but can't really play 90 minutes at this point. Um, I'm not as worried about that, Tom. I am. I will say this Thiago Silva might be back in this game. So if Chelsea's been playing this well defensively without him, watch out. I, you know, the more and more I talk about this, the better and better the seems. honestly. Um, but you know what I'm doing? I, you know, I like to hedge the wallet
0: and the heart on this. So I'm, you know, I'm
2: keeping all of my, you know, a foot in this water, a foot in that water, right?
0: I, I've seen this happen too many times I am staying away from this game from a gambling perspective but there's also enough juice on it for me I really would love to see Everton finish top four and this would be the game that really propels them to doing that which is why I know it's not going to happen let's Tom, move quick
2: question quick question for you sorry to cut you off top no, four good. future top four future for Everton have you looked into it are you considering it at all?
0: Well, first off, no, I'm not at all considering it because if I bet on it, it definitely won't happen, and <laughs> I, 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 don't think that there's any way that I can really believe in it. But let's see, Everton to finish top four plus four fifty. <coughs> I don't, I don't hate that. I, I'd want, I want enough, a sorry. higher number. I'd
1: want closer to yeah, seven.
0: totally. I, I think I have to agree with that. I four fifty isn't quite We're- enough.
2: We're locking in... I think we're locking in the two Manchesters and Chelsea as three of the four. I mean, I you know, lock Lock. is maybe a strong word, but I'd feel pretty strongly those are three of the four. So, Leicester, ravaged by injuries. I think there's an assumption they're just going to keep dropping. Yeah, Um, they're fading. Then you have to consider, like, Spurs kind of, you know, inching back into form. West Ham, do they go away? I don't know, man. I, I could see myself talking... Again, I want better value, but... There needs to be a fourth team.
0: There does. Uh, I think, I think it could, it could potentially be Everton. It could potentially be Spurs. Um, and of course you can't really discount Liverpool. Are they going to really slide through the rest of the season? Or is Klopp going to write that ship at some point? I, I, I don't know. I would love to see Liverpool finish outside the top six. That would be just glorious, especially if Everton goes on for champion. Can I just say
1: one more thing while we're talking about this prices and you kind of alluded to it, Thomas was, if you can find a no price on Leicester to finish outside the top four, I'd go all in on that. I don't care oh, what yeah. the price is, like, go all in on that because it feels like we're getting to a point where Leicester I, – I I, said it before they play this weekend. I don't think you can bet on Leicester for the rest of the season. Like, they are terrible. They are dogs at home this weekend to Brighton. Like, that is just how. So, I would say – and. Again, if you have your East Coast books, this is kind of the one fault is they don't offer these no prices. But do not bet Leicester. Yes, top four. They're they are going to fade, and on that last day of the season, they're probably going to get screwed like they did last year. If you can find a no price anywhere, I'd be looking to take that in terms of a top four future.
2: Yeah. It's just like last season. I mean, they, the the starting 11 when everyone is healthy is fantastic, but they don't have that depth when the injuries hit. And they've hit again. James Justin out for the entire year, James Madison out this weekend. I don't really know what his prognosis is. Um, Harvey Barnes right is out James this weekend Justin as well. James Justin was
1: killing it for me and my right. fantasy <laughs> team.
2: He I had him
0: on me. fantasy too. Great job. Yeah. I lost well, guys, James
1: Justin and Callum Wilson in the span of a week. It was fantastic. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, let's talk about that game then. Because Brighton, like you said, plus 148 at home. Leicester plus 195 is the road dog here. 195 versus the team in 16th place. The draw plus 225. Any thoughts on this game? For me, it is a hard stay away.
2: I have a question for Nick as a big numbers guy, analytics guy. What are you looking at with what's happening with Brighton? The whole, I mean, you know, we've seen the memes with the XG stuff and them underperforming on the on the analytics. Um, wh- what do you make of all that?
1: I think it's dangerous because, so here's the thing. I am sitting on both a Brighton uh, under season points total, 40 and a half. And I'm also took a small pizza money flyer at 20 to one on Brighton to be relegated last week before they went out and lost to West Brom. I mean, I don't get Brighton at all. I don't get the love for them either. It's not like they have this great attacking prowess and, like, they're sort of almost a worse Wolves in a way. Like, Neil Mopé is okay. I I, I have disdain in my heart for Neil Mopé because he just (laughs) – like after that Matteo Gendozi fight, like the last time Brighton and Arsenal right. played. So, like, you're never going to hear love for Neil Mopé from this guy. But, and then I think, like, you have a guy like Leandro Trossard who's good enough. Like, he's, it's not like he's a great number 10, but he does the job. So, I think at some point, this is my sort of numbers take on all of it, is there has to be regression from the positive positive side of things where they're winning these games i think i saw somewhere that if if they if all the expected goals had gone their way brighton would be in 6th right now jeez and they are in yeah. 16th so i think at some point there has to be some regression to that and you, like you never know like maybe they're like maybe it's going to be like and that's that's sort of my theory in the case of putting a small piece on a Brighton to be relegated is I think Fulham's a much better team looking like a much better team uh, than them. I think Newcastle is like has better pieces. Like I think if you just put Joel Linton and Miguel Almiron up against Mopé and Trostar, like give me, give me the former all day. So I don't know, like, this is what's shocking to me. I don't think they're good enough to be a favorite on the road against Leicester. Like I know it's, pretty close it's not like they're oh they are um okay well that makes a lot more sense then but um so Brighton the home favorite like still I, I like when would we ever see a top three team going to like Thomas this is kind of like the line almost kind of looks wrong to the point of like remember last year when we put like a Bunch of cash on Wolves plus a half at Norwich. It almost feels like that again. Like yeah, it like based on the numbers, I should be looking at Leicester all day, and yet I'm not. Like I, I guess that's a long way of saying it. I just don't know what to make of Brighton. I think they're a good team and they've had positive success. I will say I was on that West Brom Brighton under, so well that is like two months worth of gambling luck right there. That that hit so. I just don't know. Like I, this is a classic stay away for me because I don't know what to make of either of these teams. Leicester's not good. If James Madison comes back into the team, then I want a piece of Leicester. But, and I just think if you're willing to place your money on Brighton with how much bad luck they've had go for it, like I'm like, you would be a braver better than I would be.
0: They've just been yeah. so maddeningly inconsistent that I don't want any piece of that action. And I mean, we, like we said, we don't have to bet every game on the board and, This is a game where you can't really make heads or tails of it. So why go?
2: I'm so mad at Brighton. I've been chirping Brighton all year, basically saying everything Nick just said. And I finally bet him. I bet him literally for the first time last week, like a freaking moron. And, uh, you know, we saw what happened. Uh, I'm never touching Brighton again. Um, I, I think, you know, I think Graham Potter with the right team is kind of interesting. This is why, like, I have more confidence in Brighton, for example, staying up than Newcastle. I agree with the point. Like, you put Mickey Elmiron on this team, it, it makes a big difference. But Newcastle has absolutely no identity. I kind of sometimes see what Graham Potter is trying to do. And I think Fulham's better than either team. So it'll be interesting to see if Fulham can finally, you know, turn some of these draws into wins and leapfrog one of those teams. I, um, I think This is I a complete Newcastle, stay away, though, this
0: game. I think Newcastle gets the drop. I, I think that Fulham gets enough points to to get ahead of Newcastle. I mean, They're just Fulham incredible. Hung
1: with Tottenham yesterday, for I mean, it was a bad luck goal that really cost them. I mean, they, they didn't yeah. do anything wrong necessarily um, against Tottenham. Referring to Fulham, so man, I mean, like I I have labeled Fulham the best worst team in the Premier League this season. It feels like they are gonna have be last year's Villa that kind of sneaks up at the on the very last day, but you know Fulham's on twenty three points, Newcastle Brighton on twenty six, like. They're
2: right there. I mean, it'd be fun. It's going to be a fun dogfight down the stretch. Um, the problem with that, the Villa comp is they don't have a Grealish. Like I don't, they, they need some of these games. They need someone to just kind of pick them out of the mud, right? Like they're, they're creating chances. They're just not converting them. Um, obviously they, they had that run of draws where it's like, if you bet the draw on every Fulham game for that, like 10 game stretch, you would have been a very rich person. Um, do we want to talk about that Liverpool Fulham game as a natural transition here? Uh, talking yes. about the cottagers, because uh, you know, we're coming off of that Liverpool-Chelsea game. I thought it was another performance where Liverpool just looked awful. Um, I, I don't know what we make of them the rest of their season. Obviously, the, the easy take is injuries, and once they get so-and-so back, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't really know what the plan is at, at center-back pairing. Um, I don't really know what they're doing in the middle of the park. That front three looks dreadful compared to what it was in the past. Sadio Mane is a shell of himself. And there are some solid prices here. I mean, <clears throat> I was eyeing Fulham plus a goal and a quarter at minus one Oh four. I, I think somewhere in that zone is where you have to go here.
0: I think I'd have to agree with that. I mean, first three games that we're starting off with on the board here are all stayaways for me, but I, I, I could see liver. I, I, f- I keep feeling like Liverpool's going to write the ship at some point, And instead they just keep sinking further and further. So I don't know if it's going to happen. This would be a huge win for Fulham, but is Liverpool really going to lose, what, five in a row at home? Six. Six in a row at home.
1: I don't think so. That's, I mean, and again, this was sort of my theory of the case is I've been, I mean, I live bet Liverpool yesterday because I was like, surely they can't lose five in a row at home. I mean, the only way I would play this is using Liverpool in a money line parlay. There's no other way to do it. Like, oh, I'm not I, touching I mean, that. I respect like, it, exactly,
2: but I can't do anything Liverpool. Or,
1: right now. I I wasn't advertising <laughs> that. I'm saying the only way to play it is a is using Liverpool with like a city, or if you're betting on DraftKings, looking for like a juiced under somewhere and get it like or juiced over, and doing it that way, but. Am I, am I going to do that? 100%. No, there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to fall into the trap again and use Liverpool. I mean, this is a Liverpool team that, I mean, 265 on the money line. I mean, that's probably, you're probably laying a, a goal and a half at most books here in Vegas where I, where I am. So no, thank you. I mean, I could make a case for Liverpool, uh, and Tottenham at home against Palace is a two-leg money line parlay, but I mean that's the only way to play this game. I'm I, I'm not touching it. I, I want to wait and see until Liverpool shows me they can actually get their act together, and then I'll consider
2: betting them again. A lot of talk on Fulham, but no one no one's uh, backing me on this. All right, we'll I, see what I, happens. I, I,
0: I'm just I'm just not interested in this game. I, again, again, we picked three stay away games for me to start off with. I, I like betting games where I feel like I have a feel on at least one of the teams. And this feels too much like gambling to me. Am I gambling that Fulham is going to show up and Liverpool is going to continue their bad streak? Or am I gambling that Liverpool is going to finally right the ship and Fulham's going to look like a bottom three side? I I don't like doing that. I like to have at least a feel on what's going to happen or at least a vision in my head of what the game's going to look like. But right now, Nick, we've talked about our favorite teams. We're going against each other. Let's go over to your side. You're wearing the cross oh, the boy. CSI CSI London kit right now. <laughs> Burnley plus 460, Arsenal minus 162, the draw plus 295. Burnley beat Arsenal. It was,
1: the last, it was the last time I came on this podcast and I gave it out as a Nope, not do it, not do it, not fall into this trap again. No, thank you. I mean, the spot screams Arsenal, but I have a personal rule that I will never bet Arsenal again after they just continuously burn <laughs> through my wallet so much this season. So, I mean, as you mentioned, revenge spot, I do not understand arsenal's road record like it makes no sense to me like, i i Thomas, i don't know if i said this to you over text or something but i don't know whether i misunderstand arsenal's road record more or man united's home record like it's just yeah. there's no data points here that like support any kind of man bet. Man
0: you Man U is the but, Philadelphia Eagles of, like, a couple years ago where yes. they won, like, every game on the road and only won one at home. No,
1: I I don't get it at all. Like, Arsenal minus 160 is not a unfair price here. And, I mean, if you, here, look, yeah, if you look at the spreads and totals on DraftKings, Arsenal minus three quarters of a goal is minus 125.
0: Hear possibly. me out.
1: Minus a goal plus 112. I mean, those are all fair prices here. So the spot screams Arsenal. They're on the road. It's a like revenge spot against a Burnley team that is basically can Nick Pope stand on his head and make a bunch of
0: saves? And Which as he a, often does.
1: As a Nick Pope fantasy holder, like, okay, like I, I get it. He's a really good goalkeeper. But,
0: we are fans of Il Papa on this podcast. But I
1: am—I'm not touching it. I like—I I, like—I probably should. And Arsenal's gonna go out and win like two-one, and I'm gonna be kicking myself, being like, "Why didn't you play this, you incompetent fool?"
0: Give me give me Arsenal minus the goal at plus 112 because I think they go out and win this Um, game and I like getting
1: you said about Everton. I'm just going to warn you right now that you're going to be you're going to be trapped in the fact that Arsenal went out and beat a bad Leicester team. And then like, I mean. I don't know. Like they're, they're it just feels like the ultimate trap spot. Like and I know, like, I know I just finished saying that all of the signs point to betting Arsenal here, but
0: good luck. That's all I'm gonna tell I mean, you. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like I have to take a position at some point on something. It's a gambling <laughs> podcast. And my logic is I I believe that Arsenal is going to win this game. Can they win it by two goals? I don't know but I like getting the plus plus one twelve juice that says they will and getting that push protection should they not. And that's what this comes down to for me. I think this team needs to start picking up some points at some point. I mean, if they finish in 10th place, Nick, do they, fi- do they finally fire their manager? No, no. I told
1: you, I'm going to say it one more time. Like, Okay.
0: Listen they, up, I I couldn't even copy this. A, talk this a rerun. I this is a, a rerun of last they episode.
1: Hang on! I, I, They're not I firing could. Arteta. They're not gonna sack him. No chance. They have he has not had a full transfer window to get his squad together. They well, finally they know how
2: Arsenal transfer football. windows
1: go. I'm telling yeah. you right now, do not even think about it for a second. Do not let the thought cross your mind. They are not gonna sack Mikel Arteta. It, it, Arsenal is an inherently different club than Chelsea. Sorry, Taylor. We're not gonna sack a club legend. I agree. Yeah, just I
2: agree.
1: because he finishes in tenth with a, a admittedly aging squad that That's like, yeah, but here's the thing Arteta. that's
0: a terrible way to do business because Chelsea sacked saying you're wrong. and
2: it worked right?
0: out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win not the Champions League. What? No, no, no! But, but here's <laughs> oh, the thing: it's so also it's March. Time. This this conversation made more sense when Nick was on several months ago. Now it's more, this is a very weird time if someone was going to sack a manager. No one's going to sack a manager. Well, I yeah. say, oh, no, I'm not going to say no one, but I don't know, know that's I'm don't i not saying.
0: I'm not saying. Do they sack him now? I'm saying yeah, that if, yeah. they te- if they finish in, if they finish in
2: after the table, season, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Let me tell you but, something. But something is going to happen. So that bad. They-
1: Job. And it's like Mikel Arteta is going to go to like the Europa League final or something. And it's like, okay, well, we can't yeah. sack out. Like, Bad tracks. Like basically Arsenal's going to finish in like ninth and they're going to have this insane success on Europa League that no one saw coming exactly the same way with FA Cup last year. Last
2: season. Exactly. Like
1: It's going to be the, I'm telling you right now, you can have me on the pod on May, in like May, and I w- and Arsenal will be playing like top number United in the Europa League final, and I'll say I told you so. <laughs> but here's the one if you like. Here's the one play I can get behind here on an Arsenal Burnley match, and it's um, it's only because he's had incredible success about against Burnley. I triple cap- capped captained him every single time. Pierre Mirko bombing any time goal scorer plus one sixteen, any Ooh. plus money I would take. So that's the play I can get behind. He's coming out, he just got a rest against Leicester. You had Lacazette start up top. PEA has dominated Burnley. There, they have no answer for him. So if you're gonna make if you're gonna say, Nick, you have to have a play in this game, PEA anytime goal scorer, yes, plus 116.
2: Man, I, I caught him months ago from the fantasy squad when he was in that drought and I was so frustrated with him. Um, I will say, just really quick on this game, I'm not touching this at all. I, I really hate – I wish Arsenal won the first game. I would feel much more confident taking, like, a Burnley plus .75 or something. But similar to, like, a pitcher the third time around the lineup, teams usually the second time they've seen the same Burnley team within the season. I hope, I don't have any data on this, but it seems like they usually come out a little bit stronger because basically what it is is it's like – Let's just not allow ourselves to get frustrated by the Burnley shithousery. Let's just gear in, know that we're a better team than them, because almost every team other than West Brom is more talented than Burnley in the league. You just have to stay with them, play their game and break through. So I like Arsenal to win this. I just don't know where the prices are. I think I'm with Tom, which is always something that scares me on the Dangerous. minus one. At Burnley plus uh, one, everyone. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know where else to go. All right, guys, we have uh we we have really been getting in deep on some of these days, but let's try and blaze through a couple here. Sheffield plus two seventy, Southampton plus one ten, and the draw plus two thirty-five. A moment of silence for Taylor's Southampton futures.
2: Another nine no. I mean, it is impressive. Like, let's see if they can get another nine no loss next season. That would be awesome, right?
0: <laughs> Go for the hat trick. Um yeah. I, I, I like the under two and a half in this game. The only problem is it's minus 157.
2: Yeah. I, Too much I, I, this, this is a full no touch for me. Uh, Nick, it sounds like you want the Saints, so go for it.
1: I want Southampton here. Like, I, I, like Southampton, so let me th- – this is not going to probably be a best bet, but Southampton plus 110 – They've played Sheffield three times since Sheffield's been promoted. They've won all three times. So I, I think just Southampton is one of those teams. This feels like teams like betters could be overreacting to Southampton a little bit, given how bad they've been. But Danny Ings is still in the side. Like, and they have like the pieces are there. They just need a game like this where they can go out and get their shit together for lack of a better word. And I think this is it like Sheffield's battered and bruised at the back. They have, they basically have no solid core in terms of their defensive group. And I just think they're like Southampton. These are two teams that play similar styles and it's, I think Southampton just plays it a little bit better. So I'd be looking at the Saints here. Plus plus one ten.
0: Give me Danny Ings. Who's also
2: back. I just don't, I, I don't love that price. I was kind of looking at this thinking like uh, Southampton has to get back in the wind column. This is a good spot. And I wanted a better price than one ten. It is plus money. One of the best things about Southampton, keep in mind, like, what was it? Two, two and a half months into the season. This team was in third in the Prem, third place. They fall. was dramatically. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm a genius. Both of these tickets are going to cash the top six and top 10. Um, the biggest thing for me, and I haven't watched every minute of Southampton, but when I watched them, Vestergaard was their best player, other than maybe Danny Ings when he's on. When Vestergaard got hurt, he has not looked like the same center back since he's come back. And you know the, that clean, like you say, similar to to Sheffield United, very defensive. They kind of need clean sheets consistently to be successful. They're not picking them up with the same success. I don't know. I again, like I said, this is a no touch, so I'm not going to have an interesting take here. But I'm just going to continue to cry into my Southampton futures tickets. Um, they're not going to get relegated, but that's the best thing you can say about them right now.
0: All right, let's move on. Here we already talked about Brighton Leicester, but let's talk about Villa versus Wolves. Villa plus one forty three, Wolves plus two ten, and the draw plus two twenty. Uh, again under two and a half goals looks really damn good to me. And then the price is minus minus one forty three, and I can't really feel good about taking that.
1: Uh, Wait until lineups come out. If Wolves get Daniel Potence back and you see Podence and um, Pedro Neto, who unlike, um, unlike James Justin has been killing it for my fantasy team recently. uh, I would be taking a, a
2: look at Wolves plus a half goal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, Wolves just straight up plus two ten uh on this, considering some of the Villa form and really all you need to know about Villa in this game is no Jack realish. It looks like he's officially out the Poten's thing. I saw that he was out as well, although maybe he's questionable. We'll have to look into that uh, when lineups come out. Um, just a, a quick note on this. So seven of Villa's last eight games are decided by a goal or less 17 of Wolves last 18 games were decided by a goal or less. The, one that's the exception, of course, is their last game when they got blown out by Man City, which I think we can all agree like Man City games it, it, are kind of it, aberrations. Is not
1: reflective yeah. of that, and, and
2: that, and that, that as well. Um, <clears throat> Villa not in great form, and again, like we've talked about, them bringing in new players and taking some pressure off of Jack Grealish. But it's still pretty clear to me how important Grealish is to that team. Probably one of the five best players in the Prem this season, Jack Grealish. So him not being in this game, getting a good Wolves price. I love plus 210. I'm taking Wolves straight up on the money line. Bravery from Taylor. I like it.
0: I like it. I don't. I, I don't really hate it. And like you guys said, like you guys said, wait for. The, I'm gonna wait for that lineup to come out. But I think I might be tailing that. I love me a good two ten underdog with a chance to cash. I wish I had bet Chelsea this week because I've been thinking about it, but I just I stuck with I my under you, I, and I, I took. My, it's all good. I, I stuck with my under and thankfully I was about to bet the draw right before the game and my phone. I was at work at the Luxor and went for some reason here in Vegas with the GPS when you're inside of a, of one casino a lot of the times your betting apps for other casinos won't work and Oh really? So that saved yeah that saved me there. Interesting. Uh, but let's move on here to moving down the list to a bottle, bottom of the barrel the seller of the Premier League okay. the relegation battle the Simpson's monkey knife fight gif of the Premier <laughs> League. West Brom plus 143 Newcastle plus 205 draw plus 225 will I be watching this game absolutely not minus 1000
2: He's a plastic, not a true fan.
0: <laughs> and I say uh, I've made a
1: murdering <laughs> on unders on a bottom five teams in the last few years. Don't oh, give over- me that under all day. Do not overthink this. Under two and a quarter is minus 120. I fully endorse that. I mean it is like it, like it's just don't overthink it. Neither of these teams can score. West Brom at least showed you against Everton that they're capable of defending well. So I think what I would expect West Brom to be on the front foot in this game and I think they'll dictate play and I think that means slow pace and I think you have two teams that also can't score. So under 2 and a quarter -120 would be my play.
0: Diagne by the way yeah. looked good and almost had a goal. Thank God for that offsides. I thought I, I was
1: go. on Everton so thank you thank God
0: for that. <laughs> Same here. There's a, there's a great
2: viral video from Japan from a few years ago of three professional like J league or Japanese national team players playing against a hundred school children. I I think this is going to be similar to that. Just pure chaos. Absolutely. No, not soccer. You know, I I don't know what sport this will be. It's not going to be soccer. Um, I agree with the under two and a quarter is a small number, but I think that's the play. I don't hate looking at a draw move at plus 225 for the value. I know Nick will cringe at that because you hate the draws, but I, I think that's interesting value. Um, I don't know if I have the the cojones to do it, but I think if you need something on the three-way money line, that's definitely the move. Other than that, no reason to take a side in this. I think I'm absolutely in agreement with Nick. Don't overthink it. Under, under, under.
0: Yeah, I- we're we're all in the same boat here, which means this is going to be a 5-4 barn burner. <laughs> no way. I mean, but hey, at least it'll be an
1: entertaining match then.
0: These are the facts, my friend. But right now, let's talk about the game that, you know, is supposed to be the most entertaining match of the week, but the last time out was a massive dud. The Manchester Derby, City minus 205, United plus 575 in the draw, plus 340. City at home for this one, and they are... Heavily favored here, understandable because they look very much the part of Premier League champions. But hey, those big six unders have been cashing zero zero the last time out. And Nick, I know that you are against Taylor and myself here because we are all aboard the under two point five plus one eighteen train here.
1: I don't know if I'm against you. I'm just staying away from the total just because I think and. Again, I have no data to back this up. I really should. Like, I really should look at what happens when nil-nil is the first result of any one match and what happens in the second. Like, I just have so much confidence in City here that's like it feels like they're not going to let this one go. The last time I was on the spot, I think we're doing the exact same fixtures the last time I was on on the pod, with yeah. you guys. Because last time I recommended Man City Minus a goal at plus one forty. I'm going to go right back to it. Man City minus a goal minus one twenty four.
2: I have that play as well, Nick. It's my it's my yeah. second favorite play in this. My favorite is by far the under. But wow, I I I am a little bit scared with some of the alignment that we've had here. Uh, now I will say, um, what so what scares you? Say so the under. What scares you off of the under, Nick, is just City is too good. They could open it up, and who knows with City, them at this point.
1: The problem with a two and a half goal total is City can beat the total by themselves if they want to. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. Like, I and and that's just not a smart way to bet. So like normal normally like I factor in my handicap like overs, you you kind of expect both teams to score. Like you rarely expect to win a total just on one team beating the total by itself. So I can't uh, like I can't like but I'm just so worried at city that Pep may just want like I don't know when their next leg against Gladback. I, I don't know if it's this week or the next, but like it feels like Pep could this could be the one Pep's is like, let's just go police up. Like, let's just go knock them dead, give them a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a scare. And then again, like as I say all of this, Man United's been a really good road team this season. So I don't know how I can be so confident in that play, but you know, I I I I don't think there's any here, but City and the total scares me. But I'm also not gonna do a uh, an over three and a half here at plus one seventy. Like that's just that's just foolish.
0: So, by the way, so um, as I talked, yeah, Man City plays next week. This week is Juventus, Porto, Dortmund, Sevilla, Liverpool, Leipzig, PSG, Barca. Got you. I I feel really
2: confident that United's not gonna hurt you on the under here. Um, and I talked about this before the United Chelsea game, like if you just look at goals scored, like if you're not diving into the games and you're saying, Oh, United scores a lot of goals, maybe an under with them scares you. But like so many teams in these big six versus big six matchups, Manchester United does not play that way against the big teams. Like most of their goals this season have come from those nine against Southampton and the six against Leeds, three against Everton both times, which I guess we're calling Everton a big team at this point. Um, but I don't know, man. I I feel pretty like I could see a one nil. I could see a two nil here. uh, City winning. Um, I I don't. I think this is one of the things with no fans where it's like you say, oh, City could go kind of scorched earth. I think with fans in the ground, you know, throwing the middle fingers and the wanker signs at the away section, I can see that energy. Forcing a team to kind of extend a one nil lead and to try to go out scorched earth and to win it by two or three goals. I think the no fans is a huge part of why we're seeing so many unders in the big sixes. But regardless of the reason, I'm just closing my eyes and constantly taking the unders in these games.
1: The the one thing I will add here, and I just quickly looked up Manchester Derby history, is it has traditionally been unders at um, Old Trafford. Under the last two times here, the last three times at the Etihad, and granted, take from this what you will, it's a different team every single year, but the last three times, April 7th, 2018, 3-2 United. April, November 11th, 2018, 3-1 City, December 7th, 2019, 2-1 United. So you've seen higher scoring totals at the Etihad. And of course, the one trend is it's decreased by a goal each time. So you've gone 5-4-3, which would mean like maybe the next time it's two here. Um, but... So I would just say that that's the only reason of caution is it's been traditionally a higher scoring, more open play contest when they go to the Etihad.
2: I just have more confidence in city's defense than I ever have, including those games. So that that's another part of this. Um, but Hey, as a fan aside from betting it, I'd love one of these games to finally live up to the hype and actually be fun to watch.
0: That would be Absolutely great. I think we might get that here, but at the same time, I just think man city is too much better of a team. And I, I think that they're going to outclass Manu Manu in this spot. I like that minus one. And I like the under as well, but a lot of
2: alignment, I am petrified. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But let's move on, guys. We have a couple more games on the Premier League board and a couple foreigners to get to as well. Spurs versus Crystal Palace. Spurs minus 215. Palace plus 650. And the draw plus 340. These are the points that Spurs need to pick up to get into that top four conversation.
2: Is this an old-fashioned Spurs minus one? I mean, I don't like the minus 129 laying it necessarily. I I think Palace are awful. I'm I'm not – what's the deal? This is actually a really crucial check, the injury situation – as I have it up right here. It looks like Zaha and Schlupp are still out, right? So yeah, that's... Zaha's on yes. my fantasy
1: team, so he's not playing.
2: That's terrible for, for Palace. So they have, like, no pace when those guys aren't in there. Really, really bad team to watch. We've seen all the XG stuff recently. Of course, the Bryden... We talked about Bryden earlier. We don't have to hammer that point home, but that insane game that Bryden lost when they just, like, had, like, two to two to a quarter on the XG. Um I don't think there's a good price here, so I'm probably staying away. I was kind of looking at Spurs minus one, um, which is not one of my favorite bets in general to make in soccer, especially with some juice at minus 129. I've liked how Tottenham's played recently with, you know, uh, Jose finally realizing that Gareth Bale is actually a good soccer player and bringing Deli Ali back into the team as well. They look a lot more exciting going forward. So I do want a Tottenham move. I just don't know what to do.
1: Uh, Tottenham – They've won four straight against Palace at home here. So, if anything, I'd be on Tottenham here. Uh, it, again, like, I, I, there's just not a price, though, to like that I can get behind. Like, minus 130 at minus one, okay. I don't want to lay a goal and a half with the Jose team that if they're up a goal in, like, the 65th minute, it's like, exactly. okay? Like, it's just the style doesn't dictate that kind of price. Like, you, you would be betting on... A lot of goals early which again not Tottenham style that's not a problem necessarily but at plus 138 that's not enough to get me excited so I guess the only thing here was I would probably just end up using Tottenham as a a leg of a money line parlay like I would probably do City and Tottenham and get somewhere close to like I mean I'm doing math in my head but it would probably be even money something like that 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 would be the way I approach it it's finding a dance partner on a money line parlay with tottenham
2: if it gets you to even I don't, the, the city part of that is what scares me hope if you can get to even well, our slight plus well
1: i mean that's that's
2: you probably get around it right around even
0: right yeah right around um, even money probably
2: <laughs> I, I might I, do I, that i think i might do that actually i, I, I might do that i think you i might, might take,
0: take i think i might take the city minus the goal at minus 120 and parlay that into it because the push then doesn't sink you Yeah, You don't really make any money, but it gives you a little extra, it, it gives you a little extra juice on the parlay.
1: See, I just think, and Thomas, you and I have a, a lot of discussion about this. I just consider minus one to be a dead number personally, like one in th- a, a three goal total too. Like they're just dead numbers to me. So I don't really like to bet them unless I think it's a wrong line. And I don't think it's wrong here.
0: See, I like the push protection sometimes, and then other times I'll just go with the minus the goal and a half. When it, it depends on my conviction in the game when I see them either winning it by the I, I like taking it more than the half goal. Essentially, I like getting that put. I like getting that push in the event that they only win it by the one game. But it it depends on how confident I feel on the side. Now. Let's move on because we do have one more Premier League game here. West Ham plus 108, Leeds plus 245, draw plus 260. Give me West Ham all day in this spot.
1: i look at the yeah. total here.
0: Me too. Oh, the total's going over.
1: Two and a half at minus 143. I don't think that's yeah. a bad price to pay for, like, a Leeds team that can't defend and but also can score, like, Leeds could beat the total by themselves here. So like, I think it's, uh, I think over two and a half would be the play for me here.
2: Yeah. Leeds totals are tricky. Cause they've had some one nils this year too. It's
1: harder than you think to handicap it.
2: Totally. Like if you just look at the goals numbers on the season, it seems easier than it is. Um, in theory, in a vacuum, I like West Ham as well. I was more looking at over two point seven five, which you say you don't like anything to do with with the three flat number, Nick. So you probably would just rather do the two and a half. I'm getting a better price at that, and I get a little bit of my push money back. I, mean, I don't completed. hate that. I mean,
1: it, it gives you the protection against stay like a complete. Like I mean, not protection, that's the wrong word, but it gives you the uh, the possibility of, of a six or seven spot here. So, no, I can get behind that. I just don't like – and, again, this is the problem with being in Vegas, and Tom and I will tell you this all the time, is that when you just can't move goal numbers. Like, you can't buy half goals or quarter goals or anything. So, no, 2.75, I mean, that at least if, – if the game script goes the way you and I are thinking about it, Taylor, then it goes – like. you're you're probably going to cash at least one of those. If it lands on a 2-1 West Ham or 2-1 Leeds, then you at least get half your investment back.
2: Exactly. And it's minus 113, which is a totally acceptable price there. I will say like West Ham at some point, and, and Leeds on the side, I would almost never recommend doing anything because they're so hard to predict. I will say like at some point, I think West Ham is going to regress a little bit. Um, now I don't know if I want to bet that in terms of game to game, there might be kind of a macro like them. I I don't know how I want to bet that take. I don't know if there's any way to bet it, but I, I, am not taking West Ham on the side here. Uh, I am just sticking to the over. It'll be very interesting to see what happens in that top four fight for West Ham though.
1: To Thomas's point, West Ham winners of four or five for the last five at home.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, West Ham team. This West Ham team is good and they're fighting for a top six spot. I think I like them to get the win here. That's that, that that that's my thought on the matter, and that's going to wrap up the Premier League slate as well. But let's go to oh, let's go even further across the pond over into Europe for a couple games because Taylor, I know you have a couple plays, and one of them in one of the biggest games of the week outside of England, the Madrid Derby, Atletico a slight favorite at plus one sixty five to Real's plus one seventy five. What are you looking at here? So I,
2: it feels a little bit like Atletico is going back to kind of vintage Simeone Bowl. There were these ideas early in the season that they were opening up play more. They were being a little bit more attack-minded. We all watched that Chelsea game, and I'm not going to give Nick too much crap about uh, the takes there. because no, please, I, I know, deserve it. <laughs> I, no, because I I, I – look, I bet the draw in that game, and I bet the under. So I was one for two. Um, I thought Atletico looked terrible in that. And look, we've seen them play that way in Champions League knockout games all the time. And there were certainly these ideas in the first half of like, okay, they're not going to have a lot of the ball. They're going to sit back and they're eventually going to smash and grab and get a one nil win in the second half. And all of a sudden, everything will be fine and dandy. That didn't happen. And when that doesn't happen, the Atletico way looks really, really gross because it's the performance is bad to watch and the result doesn't come. Now, I will say domestically, they're kind of gearing back into playing that way and getting the results. I think in this game, it's going to be classic Simeone, very cagey, and I have to go under. So the books are kind of all over this. I was really hoping to get a solid under two and a half. I think you have to go under two and a quarter to get any kind of value. And even then, it's not great value. You're looking at Lang minus 130, but I don't know if I have it in me to go an under two flat or an under one and a half or one point seven five. So I'm gonna go under two and a quarter, laying minus one thirty in this game.
0: Cool. That is that is steep, my friend. I'm not <laughs> gonna even, I'm not gonna even touch that. that's a lot of juice I mean, to be to totals but...
1: so If you're betting athletic overs, you're doing it wrong.
0: That is absolutely true, but let's move over to Italy where you've got a pair of games, and I have a feeling I know where you're going to go with them, but let's just see Juventus minus 110, Lazio plus 300 away from home and the draw at $2.60. What are you looking at in this one, Taylor? All
2: right, this is my least confident play of the week. All right, so nobody, everyone can turn off the pod if they want right now or fast forward to two minutes. Um, I'm looking at Juve Lazio, and I'm only doing this on the logic of, A, there are some Juventus injuries, and B, Juve is fully focused on what's happening in midweek with the champions league so i'm thinking about lazio plus a half goal at minus 107 in this
0: hard pass i'm out, I'm out. <laughs> you lost me you lost I, I'm nick with any, you any endorsement lo- I'm nick.
1: With you on the logic but it's but here's the here's the thing you have to remember is juventus yeah. is in a bad serious spot so it's not like these games are unimportant i i i like the logic you're braver than i would be for betting it I, it's gonna be a stay away for me
2: they're in a bad yeah. serious spot for some good reasons though nick yes. that's the thing like i i've seen some of these games go draw this year uh, i don't hate like just the straight up draw play here either but i like the flexibility of a of a lazio plus half i really don't like betting lazio so this is a, a very anti taylor move here but um again just, just within the logic and the vacuum, and I kind of like betting against UBA. So let's see what happens.
1: Just, I'm gonna give you a little bit of uh, advice. Advice is the wrong word, but <laughs> draw no bet here. Lazio is plus two hundred. I like that a lot better. Like, you get the win if it draws push. You get a little more uh, plus money there. So that's solid. That's a solid. Maybe tip. I can talk you into that one.
2: I could do that.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from that game completely. However, I am interested in the other Italy game that you have. Because that's Inter at Atal- versus Atalanta. Inter plus 105 at home, Atalanta plus 245 on the road. What do you uh, what are you thinking here? Because this Atalanta team has been spicy as of late, but Inter leads the league for a reason. They looked like they were sleepwalking through their last game and they still won it.
2: I have been a little bit picante lately. Um, I, you know, I was the Atalanta overs man last year. I was the Atalanta overs man early this year, and, and very hit or miss. And they're still hit or miss on those spots to a large degree. I'm going over two point seven five here, laying minus one twenty nine. More than anything, I, like I kind of want this to be a fun game. Like I really want to watch this as a fan with with the interest of like just an open, crazy vintage like last season's here, not vintage, but last season's Serie A game. Um, and I think both of these teams look. We know they can put up goals. So Dukaku,
0: arguably the second best striker on the planet right now, he's
2: been on fire. And, you know, we know it's a can do. We know what Moriel can do for Atalanta over 2.75. This is my second over 2.75 of the week um, laying a little bit more juice than I'd like at minus 129. But I'm already doing that on an under two and a quarter in Madrid. Might as well do it here.
0: All right. I, I almost like Inter as a side too because of how good they've been, but they might be getting a little bit tired here. So maybe I stay away, but I like that total play too. Both of these teams can put up goals when they want to. And I think that we could definitely see. I like I like two and a quarter here. All right,
1: Nick. I have nothing to add. Sorry.
0: (laughs) All good there. We have one more game on the docket here that we have to talk about. It is Der Klassiker in Germany this week. Bayern versus Dortmund. Bayern minus 175. Dortmund plus 410. The draw plus 340. I'd very much like to put Bayern into a parlay, potentially with one of those guys that we talked about earlier, like Spurs. Um, But I'm going over three and a half goals at minus 125 here One note of worry for me, Dortmund will be without Gio Reyna. They'll be without Jadon Sancho. And they have a couple other guys not traveling for this game. Absolutely love Bayern to win it. But I also think that we're going to see at least a couple goals. Because, look, you've got Lewandowski and you've got Holland. That's got to be a recipe for at least three. And you're telling me that we can't find another in there?
1: I hear your logic, Thomas. I am just incredibly worried it finishes 1-0. Like, it's, it's <laughs> the thing about... Could
0: totally happen.
1: Like, it's just... Oh, man. I, I was trying to see if you could find a little bit... Oh, you can. Erling Haaland, anytime goal scorer, plus 108. In case you're wondering...
2: Like a we, little bit better value, but I do like to
1: to score
0: twice,
1: at least two times, plus 255
0: that's oh interesting. i don't hate that's that is a nuts play i don't hate that's that a at all pizza money
1: play for me there but yeah i think Tom, like thomas you we're having this theme here where you like the total in the game and i like the side minus 175 at home for byron is not a terrible price to lay on its own like i i know you were saying that you were would try to find a uh a little bit of a parlay partner for that but I wouldn't hate just laying the straight-up 175 here. It feels like Dortmund's a little injury-ravaged, and um, I, I'm still skeptical of that 3-2 win in Sevilla. Like, is that actually – like, it's kind of like, will the real Borussia Dortmund please stand up? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like I, – I don't know if I can actually get behind Dortmund as a side just yet. So, minus 175. I, I might just lay that straight up.
2: I'm not I, worried I, I, about the 1-0 here on the total. I'm a little bit more worried about like a 2 or 3-0 Bayern win, yeah. um, which is why that Lewandowski t- uh, 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 play is a little There's bit intriguing scoring to make.
1: for them. That's the thing. Like right. yeah.
2: When he just scores yeah. just in heaps when they're going in. I don't know if I like anything here, though, really, in terms of like the main plays. I think 3.5 is a very high number. Um, I mean, it's a I'm big usually... game, and I can't
0: wait to watch it.
2: For sure no and I think that's a fun bet right like that's definitely a fun bet because we'll all be watching that and that's a fun side to be on um, Yeah I mean one look I'm, I'm usually not going to lay just like minus 175 on its own I agree I think that's a good price considering like what Bayern is I think it should be probably on the other side of 200 Do I think about a Bayern one and a half goal line maybe maybe but I don't know if I do anything here
0: All right. Well, that is going to do it for all the games that we have on the docket. We managed to run through everything in really a pretty impressive time, especially given how much time we spent on the first couple of games here. But that's going to do it for us in terms of what we've got for you. Let's talk best bets, guys, because things have not been uh, things have not been all too peachy. I know I'm eight and 12 for minus three and a half units right now. Taylor, where do you sit?
2: I think we have some. Someone did the math wrong because I have twelve and twelve for plus a quarter unit. So I don't know. I might have done the math wrong. But either way, uh, we're <laughs> but either way we're we're not doing particularly well. Last week, I can tell you, uh, I was one and two. I won that under in Chelsea United, uh, but I lost the over two and a half in Everton Southampton. Good God! And uh, speaking of Bundesliga over three and a halves, I had the over three and a half in Dortmund Armenia Bielefeld. Uh, Beelfield, and uh, that did not hit with a three-nil uh, Dortmund win. So one and two last week. Let's see if we can fix things this week.
0: All right, um, Nick, as the guest, we'll give you first serve.
1: Okay, so I, I was gonna try and find out what the uh, the parlay price was on a um, uh, City Tottenham here because that's that's gonna be my first best bet. Is a two-leg money line parlay on Manchester City. I'm seeing it minus 205 at DraftKings. Tottenham versus Crystal Palace, minus 215. So I will be using those two. It should come out to even money, whatever it is, I'd like to play it. The second one I'll do is the over two and a half in West Ham Leeds. I believe that was somewhere in the minus 140 range. If, if you're shopping around in Vegas and it's at three, I don't hate it. You're hopefully getting some plus money on the over there if if you're doing it. So over two and a half in West Ham leads minus one forty three, and then what the hell? Pierre marie bombing anytime goal scorer in Arsenal Burnley plus one sixteen. That's gonna those are gonna be my three best bets
2: here. I like it—a prop and a parlay uh, in the best bets. That's a that's a rarity for betting the high line. So much respect, sir.
0: We got to We got to bring in the exotics somewhere. Taylor, do you want to go first for yours?
2: I'm going Manchester Derby under two and a half. I hate to steal that from you, Tom. I'm sure you want You're that You're good. As well. You're good. Plus 123. As I say, my favorite plays in all of soccer betting right now are unders in EPL, big six versus big six matchups. I have to stick with it here.
0: Uh, I love the play too. We'll, uh, we'll assuredly be following you. And when we started the show, I had it as one of my best bets, but my best bets have been mercurial with what I've been looking at here. I originally started with like three totals, and I don't think I have a single total left as a best bet. I'm gonna go for my first one: Arsenal minus the goal of plus one twelve. Oh, I'm I'm banking. I'm banking against Nick's gut with his own team. It's Burnley. I'm so sorry, Nick. I apologize
2: Uh, on behalf of my co-host. Oh no,
0: I'm speechless right now. (laughs) I I, look. I I believe Arsenal is gonna win this game, and at the very worst, I get a push, and it makes our it makes my best bets record and nightmare to calculate for the rest of the season <laughs> uh, that, that that's where I'm, that's where I'm going there
2: You know, I'm, I'm not considering Everton a big 16, but I do think that this is a classic and really any Chelsea game at this point. I think you have to be looking at an under. And I think this game in particular, under two and a half goals. Uh, I'm leaning towards certain Everton spread numbers as well. I had plus one at minus 114 circled. I might be talked into maybe a plus half as a better number. Um, and I'm kind of eyeing plus 525 as an Everton money line as well. But none of those are best bets under two and a half.
0: For the record, Chelsea minus one is the play in this game at minus one Oh five. They're <laughs> going to win the game. even if you want to lay the minus minus one eighty two, do it. Chelsea's going to win this game. They're going to break my heart. I know it's happening. It should be my absolute stone cold best bet lock of the week, but I'm going to keep it out of the best bets because I'm not actually going to play it. And I don't really want to give you guys a best bet that I am not going to be on personally West ham plus one Oh eight. I think they're going to win that game. Let's not overthink this. Just give me, give me the hammers that's that that's my second play okay where are you I going did,
1: i did the math on my parlay it's plus 117 a few notes here and this is a key lesson shop around for your lines because i just went to a book in vegas uh city minus 190 on the money line against uh against manchester united so uh, and then, but Tottenham a little higher, minus 230 against Palace. So plus 117, the price on the money line, probably. And then I'm adding a fourth best bet just because of the price here in Vegas. Bayern Munich minus 160 on the money line against uh, Borussia Dortmund. Wow. So I'm going to add that just because of the price difference, because I think those 15 cents are a big 15 cents. Also, just of note, Liverpool. We see them at minus two sixty-five here. At the book I'm shopping at, they're minus three thirty.
0: Well, spill. The- give, give us give us the details. We're not sponsored by anyone.
1: William Hill is putting out <laughs> minus three thirty on Liverpool on the money line. If you want to lay a goal and a half, you have to lay a price minus one ten.
2: Jeez. And that Bayern one sixty. Where is that?
1: That's a William Hill as well.
2: William Hill. So I, I think Bayern, sh- like window shopping is a very interesting thing over the next kind of 12 to 24 hours. Um, depending on when people are listening to this, it'll be less than that, I guess. But um, because I do think like, Bi- like Bayern might be still the best team in the world other than maybe City with their form. So trying to find a Bayern Munich play, not the worst thing in the world, minus 160, I would maybe do that on its own.
0: The San Jose earthquakes would like a word. There it is. <laughs> Um, Taylor, uh, did you give your third one?
2: I'm sticking with the Madrid Derby. uh, Into the best bets, under two and a quarter, laying minus 130. I think this will be dominated by Simeone Ball. I don't particularly like Real either. I think this will be a disgusting game. Uh, So anyone who thinks this will be a fun game to watch, go to Germany, go to the Inter-Atalanta game. There's a lot of really good games this weekend as far as just entertainment value. But uh, I will be watching Madrid Derby. I don't think it'll be great. Under two and a quarter, minus 130.
0: All right. That's going to bring me. I was going to make them minus 175, but then Nick jumped in here and stole the thunder a little bit. So I'm going to go with the Bayern minus 160 is my third best bet here. Nice. That is a much more reasonable price. They're going to win that game. They really need the points because they're in a battle with Leipzig. They only sit three points above them and Byron finds a way to get the results they need, especially with this banged up Dortmund squad. I think that they get it here.
2: Very nice. I like it. I like it. I think I'll probably be trying to find something, Byron, but we'll see.
0: All right, guys, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nick hennion,
1: H-E-N-N-I-O-N, in case you're wondering.
0: And what's your username going to be once you download the Book at Sports app after this? I'll
1: tweet it out as soon as I find the uh, the spare time to download the Book it Sports app. And uh, and then as soon, as soon as I get around to that, I will let the good people know where they can find me
0: sounds good taylor of course we can always find you at atl t will with one l on the twitter and on the book of sports app you can find you at just t will with the one l i'm at tv at work on both places because i actually care about personal branding taylor <laughs> that's gonna do it for us here nick once again thank you so much for joining us today guys yeah, best for of luck me, this weekend and beyond